Welcome to Altered by Faith. I am Alicia Gotro from South Louisiana. I have a passion for Catholic community development with spiritual and personal growth opportunities. Altered by Faith is a place to share authentic and vulnerable content that relates to our Catholic faith journey. We collaborate with our brothers and sisters in Christ to hear about God's infinite love during all seasons. As we walk in our faith journey together, we have lots to share. We will share real talk about life, struggles, our Catholic faith, spiritual and personal growth, and much, much more. So come as you are and be altered by faith. Hey everyone, it's Alicia. Today I'll be interviewing special guest Heather Prejean. Heather is the Connections Coordinator at Sacred Heart of Jesus in Broussard, Louisiana. We share a passion for Catholic community development with spiritual and personal growth opportunities. She is a leader in cultivating Catholic community in engaging ways, bringing life-altering depth and spiritual transformation into focus in parish life and events. I know the Lord has amazing things planned for her as she continues to walk out in discipleship. Welcome, Heather. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited. Me too. I'm so excited to be here. Let's start with a little something light and fun. So give me maybe three of your favorite things. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be um, faith-based. Okay, so something anybody who knows me really well knows, I love a good bargain. <laughs> I cannot stand paying for something full price. I mean, I have to really love it to pay full price so I like to watch and when the price goes down I get it so another thing I love spending quality time with the people that I love that's my love language so just good quality time with my husband my kids my close girlfriends just sitting with you know no agenda just just talking about anything and anyone who knows me knows that I also like when I meet people uh, for the first time they're like oh gosh Heather's gonna ask you 21 questions like (laughs) I just um I love hearing like people's stories just so intriguing so yeah and then um another thing the lord has definitely blessed me with like a servant's heart volunteering helping others um that just always brings me joy it definitely definitely sustains me it fills my cup for sure that's definitely something that i see in you you definitely modeled that well uh ever since our first meeting so let's just kind of jump in on how we met i think it was a few years back and i had just stepped up and gave my yes to lead mother's ministry at saint Pius catholic church And I knew whenever I gave my yes to God, and it was out of the blue, like I just kind of said that I wanted to like help with support or whatever. I was like, anything you got, give it to me. And gave uh, me something really big. Yeah, gave me something really big. And um, so I just felt maybe ill-equipped, like, okay, I'm an accountant, and you know, I'm I'm starting on this faith journey, and I'm very passionate about it. And I had previously had some experiences where I had just given God my yes, and I said, whatever you ask, I'm gonna say yes. And we'll get into how how that is amplified over the years. But this was new on my yes journey. And uh, so I had been asked to leave Mother's Ministry and I knew stepping into that role that I wanted my yes to be well done and I wanted to serve well. So I was like, okay, I went to a mentor and what, like, what should I do to prepare? Like, what, what would be the best things that I could do? Like, who should I learn from? All of that. And they had advised me to reach out to five people that are in ministry and are currently doing it and just get their, their advice, the good, the bad, what works, what doesn't work. And I was like, okay, I can do something with that. That, like, gave me something to grab onto and know, like, 
okay, I can step into this. And it kind of gave me a little bit more confidence. So I reached out to you. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, she's probably going to think I'm so weird. No, <laughs> I was so excited when I got that email. I don't think I had been doing um, my job very long. And so I was just like, yay, like someone who feels like me, like maybe yes. we can help each other. And for me too, I think I told you this when we met, like it was so full circle. So I guess we can get into yeah. uh, So for me, a big part of my faith journey was when I did a Bible study with Mother's Ministry. Not pretty, it was the Fearless and Free six weeks. And I think it was after that, that I realized then like, man, I'm all in. I want more. We need to have this at our parish. So immediately I reached out to Ashley, who was in charge of Mother's Ministry then and was like, okay, where do I start? Like, if I want to bring this to our parish, like, how did you start this? What do you do? What's the process? Like, tell me all the things. And so she was so helpful in, I mean, she sent me everything she had. We met, like she was super helpful and that's definitely led me to where I am today. And so when you reach out, I'm like, oh, it's like me reaching out to Ashley years ago, like about, you know, the same thing, Mother's Ministry. Yeah, yeah that was really, really neat. I think that that's so interesting that um, not only your first Bible study was fearless and free, because mm-hmm. that was mine. Whenever, before I kind of like church hopped, like I didn't have like a good solid, I had never selected once I was an adult. Like, mm-hmm. okay, where's going to be my parish home? So... I was like, okay, I want to get invested in a specific church and let me see where I can do a Bible study. And so I signed up. It was fearless and free. And I knew Ashley from high school. So I just ended up being on her group. It was on a Thursday night. And uh, after three weeks into the session, she had um, said that she had some other things that she needed to tend to or whatever that she couldn't meet on that night. And she had asked me to step up to lead the Bible study. And I was like, whoa, like me? Like, are you sure? You know, and she's like, Oh yeah, you you got it. If you have any questions, come see me and in total total Ashley fashion. It was like she knew God had it covered. Mm-hmm. Although I was like, Okay, this is I have to make this happen mm-hmm. in my own strength because that was the muscle I was used to mm-hmm. maybe exercising. Um, but in total faith, Ashley was like, Yeah, this is this is what you're gonna do and she like made me feel confident about it and little did I know that one yes and doing fearless and free and seeing what that stirred up in my soul and the passion and just the it was like a joy that I hadn't really ever felt before it was authentic it wasn't uh forced friendships it was real people talking about real life things. And for the first time in a long time, it wasn't about the drama or inauthentic friendships or things of the world. It was like real people showing up with, they're bringing these things that might be circumstances in their life and they're bringing it and sharing it. And I'm learning that I'm not alone in these journeys. And we would pray over each other and we would, um, you know, spend time, you know, working through the Walking with a Purpose program. And I mean, that book was just amazing. It stirred up so many things. And um, yeah, it's definitely true to its title. Like, I did feel like a little fearless coming out of there. Like, well, what do I have to lose? Like, yes. if God puts this on my heart, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, right. I, you know, send Father Michael and Father White emails asking them to have this at our church. Like, what's the worst they're going to happen? It's going to happen is no. And if it's no, then it's not. God's plan. Like, whereas before, like, I would have been like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, just like you said, like when you emailed me, (laughs) like when you emailed me, she's going to think I'm crazy. Like that's what the enemy 
feeds us. That's the lies that he feeds us. Like, that is crazy. That is just radical. You know, like, you need to live in fear and keep those things to yourself. Like, no. That's only for people who maybe have a theology degree or or further Who are you? (laughs) And, and, you know, I love, like, with my job, you know, small group leaders, anytime I have, like, a new leader who's like, I mean, I'm kind of, like, I'm feeling like I want to lead, but, I mean, I really don't think I'm qualified I'm like there's no qualifications yes it's, it's the best thing like he's gonna he's gonna qualify you and I'm mm-hmm. like and really like leader is such a um maybe like a scary intimidating word but like you're just a facilitator right like you're not the leader no. like I don't want you to go in there and like teach a class I don't no. want you to like you know just gotta show up let God do the work yes and just really that's it show up and like facilitate like play the video whatever's needed uh-huh. like pray ask um, the question ask the questions like that's it but it's the simple. conversations that stir up from that and small group environment things like bible study or book study small groups i mean that completely changed my life that one invitation really changed my life it's true it's true. And, uh, you know, and something so simple that, like, you know, I heard not long after, you know, being in small groups, like, God, Jesus didn't do life alone. No. Like, why should we? Mm-hmm. Like, why should we? He didn't intend us to do it alone. And that's why, like, you, you talk about that invitation. Like, that's why it's so important for us to give invitations when we feel called to give invitations, which is the main form of discipleship. You know, people think, like, they hear the word disciple, like, Gosh, that seems so like it seems like a lot of work. Like or I'm just trying to, to like keep my family surviving. Like I don't have time to go like disciple to the masses. But like it's not that. And you don't even have to have reached some point in your faith journey to, to start inviting people to the faith. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like people just make it so much more complicated and bigger than it really is. It's simple. Like it's simple. So simple. Like just when anything's put on your heart. It's as simple as making that invitation, sending that email, making that phone call, even though you may think that this is crazy. They're going to think I'm crazy. I'm yeah. not qualified. All, all those lies that, that the enemy feeds us. So. Uh, so I thought it was so funny. So let's talk about how you even found out about the Bible study. This is another thing that's so yeah. full circle. <laughs> yes. Okay. Man, the Holy Spirit uses people um, in the most unique ways. So I was, I had two babies at home in the trenches of motherhood not getting a whole lot of sleep and just, um, you know, the highlight of our day would be just, we're going to go for a ride in the car. (laughs) We're going to get out. Anywhere. Anywhere. And uh, I got an email, the Desormo Foundation, which I love. I don't even remember how I ever got connected to them, but I think it's just one of the best, you know, foundations we have in our area. So always love to give to them in any way I can. And they had sent out like a list of like, these are our current needs. And so it was like household items. So I was like, all right, I have this. I went around the house. Grabbed a couple things and I'm like, this would be a good ride. That's far away. That's a, yeah. And I can just pull up, drop it off. Don't have to get out my car. Like, this is great. Perfect. Uh, so it was like a, it was a selfish gift. <laughs> um, but it was a gift nonetheless. Yeah. So we, we get there and this sweet girl comes out and she sees my kids in the car and just randomly, she's like, have you ever heard of Mother's Ministry? And I'm like, what? And she's like, Mother's Ministry at St. Pius. And I was like, oh, we go to Sacred Heart. And so she was like, well, does it matter? Like, do y'all have that at Sacred Heart? And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. And she's like, well, yeah, look, I'll, I'll add you to the Facebook group. What's your name? And I was just like, uh, I'm afraid, though. 
And I'm just like trying to process all this. And so I go home that night. I'm on Facebook. I see like the invitation. So I'm looking at the page and I see that they had just recently posted like summer small group registration. And so I started thinking and I'm like, this could be something for me. Yeah. Like this could be, I think, what do I have to lose? Like, I mean, this could be something to get me out of the house Mm -hmm. without the kids. (laughs) Just for me. So I called up actually two of my really close friends because I'm like, I'm not going to know a soul. Like, um, and I was like, hey, y'all want to do this Bible study with me? And they're like, yeah, sure. So um, we all joined. And yeah, like after a couple weeks, that program, I mean, it's only a six week program, but it's so powerful. I don't remember what week it was, but at some point during it, I remember just feeling like the weight of the world had just come off my shoulders. Like just finally realizing I do not have to figure it all out Mm -hmm. and I'm not in control and praise God, I don't want to be in control. But yet that's still something I struggle with every day. But in that moment, for whatever reason, it was like this profound like revelation revelation of like, great, I don't have to figure it all out. Like, thank you. I can just like rest and just show me. Yeah. Like rest in his provision. Yeah. Like it was just, it really, it was amazing. And so then it was just like, I want more. I want more. I want more. Like I couldn't get enough. And so in the group, some of the women who were uh, pious parishioners, they kept talking about like this axe. And Mm -hmm. so me and my friends are like, what is this? What are y'all talking about? And so finally, by the end of the six weeks, I mean, we knew all the ins and outs of acts, like where to apply, how to apply, you know, uh-huh. like we were just anybody who was, had an open registration, we were applying. Like, yes. So eventually uh, got on that. It wasn't with Pius, unfortunately, but um, it was with Holy Cross, which was amazing. That's where I actually first signed up before I found my home base at Pius. Yeah. Holy Cross is another beautiful, beautiful community. Yes. That's probably like the first place. I mean, aside from like mother's ministry and my and the, the Bible study group, because I, I really never went to mass at Pius, but Holy Cross Acts, like that's really where I felt like that first, like, wow, like I feel really like genuinely all love and mm-hmm. are praying for each other. Like this, this, that feeling of like authentic faith-based community. Yes, it's a beautiful parish. So that's where I did my Acts retreat, which was another like, big stepping stone of my faith journey um met more amazing people learned so much more so then I had to team it (laughs) (laughs) which is the best part right yeah Yeah. so and little did I know like all those things God was um doing to prep me for what I'm doing now I I mean because I look back and I'm like man I learned that through that you know like I can look back now and see all the things that he the people he connected me with the things that I you know he he taught me um, is all was all prepping me for for this season. Well. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I love the fact that from fearless and free that our paths just although they might be at different timelines mm-hmm. have gone through the well, almost the exact same walkway. Mm-hmm. So fearless and free, and then I did the axe retreat, and then I just kept desiring more. So I teamed, and then I kept desiring more, and I teamed again. And then I was like, okay, what, what else can I do? Like, you know, if I sign up again, I'm probably going to get a no. <laughs> so then I reached out to Ashley, and I'm like, okay, whatever you need. Like, I'm ready to serve. And that's when I had the opportunity to give my yes to step into Mother's Ministry. And I don't think before that point I, I knew what community was, mm-hmm. what it felt like and I never knew that I had something missing so I might have had people in my 
in my group, or I might have had friends, a lot of my relationships were maybe not the most healthy. And so once I kind of discovered that, I was like, okay, like I, I want to respect myself. And so I'm going to put up this boundary, or I'm going to disassociate from the, these kinds of things, mm-hmm. or this relationship is not serving well. Let me go ahead and, and distance myself. And then I started all of a sudden not having people in my community. And so I was starving for it. And just me stepping out into that one viral study, meeting other people, knowing that I wasn't alone, going to Acts, figuring out even on a whole new level, I wasn't alone. And then saying yes to building community. And I was like, whoa, like I didn't have a this healthy, you know, community of a family of 11 people and cousins all over. And I don't have friends from kindergarten, you know, like I just didn't have, that wasn't my, my background. So I was like, how do I go and build community? But I think that that preparation built that strong desire. And whenever I found it and parish life, parish life is so important. Like just Mm -hmm. saying yes to one thing, that passion and that purpose that all of a sudden sparked inside of me like now that I've witnessed that I've seen what true community is I don't think I could ever go a day without it no I know that was like one of my favorite things about acts like probably when I made my retreat I remember realizing like wow like this is this is how I feel Jesus's love is through these people like Mm -hmm. they are imitating his love like I mean they don't even know me Right. And, and I can tell they genuinely love me and, and are and are really praying for me. It, it, it was just amazing. And, I, you know, it's all ages, which I love, yes. you know. And I just felt like, like I felt, I said, this was, it's like a little piece of heaven. Like you step up and like experience heaven for like a little while. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it's it's just like we're all souls. Like I forget what age everybody is. Like it doesn't even matter. We see each other on a whole nother yes, level. It's true. Like you don't even see them for their age or what they do or where, where they, they come, come from. from. <laughs> like it's just them and their beautiful yes. soul. Like it, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. And then when you were saying about like parish life and community, it was funny too because once I did, like once I did the Bible study, or I kept doing it. So mm-hmm. I was in these... um Mother's Ministry Bible Studies, and then we would go to church on Sunday, and like I was so distracted um, by just seeing all the the young families with kids, like all the mothers yes. in mass. Like I just was overwhelmed by like she probably needs a small group. She needs to be in a Bible study. I can't find her. Like look at all the need. Look at all these yes. people. We're just all going. To church on Sunday and we're like smiling and we're waving and we're we shifting even, the night we're, and we, we don't, don't even know each other. They could be really amazing people. And funny story is that one of the families that would sit in front of us, like a lot of times, same thing. Like I, I would always think in my head, like that's such a beautiful family. It looks mm-hmm. like our boys are like similar ages. Like they're so always dressed so cute. Like you know, yeah. just like you know, you're just like what a precious little family. And now. They're one of our greatest friends yeah. because she joined a small group and her husband joined a small group. And like, so through that, like we've connected on a whole nother level. Yeah. And like, they are from, like, they're not from here and like, but they've lived here like a while, like years and years and years. And he's like, we finally just now found like authentic friendships here. That's just, that's what I'm saying. Like going to church on Sunday, like you can only do so much, you know, and how different church feels now when we right. go to church. I'm like going to church with my family. Like I look around, I'm like, oh, look, this, 
Bob, look, you know, Mr. Bird. Oh, look, Miss Cindy. Like, it's just like, you know, yeah. look, Miss, you look, every, like, it's just, you look around and it's like, you know everybody. And those are your people. Yeah. Whereas before, before it's I like, started on this journey, I felt like I would go to church and I would be like, everyone looks like they have it all together. That too. That yeah. too. And, like, and you better have it together too. Right? <laughs> don't, don't be crying uh, whenever they're singing a, a worship song. Right. Because your life's a mess right, right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, that definitely happened whenever I visited uh, Sacred Heart. Y'all have the most beautiful, um, I think it's worship. 5 o'clock mass. Yeah. yeah, on Sundays. Yeah. Yes, whenever I lived in Youngsville, we would uh, frequently go um, to that to that yeah. service. I still music. tear up. Like, yeah. Even if nothing's I'm not in my life, I'm just, it's just beautiful. Beautiful. Like if you're listening to the words, just I mean that's definitely the Holy Spirit. You know, tears are a gift of yeah. the Holy Spirit. So even though I still do like <laughs> feel this pressure, like okay, I can't cry. Like I'm moved to tears sometimes. It's beautiful. Yes. Okay, so I want to talk about inner healing. A big part of inner healing is realizing that you're not alone, or at least for me, that that was a revelation. Uh, we are all common humanity. And although our experiences may be different, no one escapes this life without suffering or wounding on some level. And it's not even a measurement of, you know, who has the most suffering right. or who has little the suffering. The greater story. Yeah. Or the, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all um, life experience and it mm-hmm. all still wounds us in the same way. And so inner healing is so important to me personally. So I had just finished an inner healing journey with my friend Elle, and we actually signed up for the same program, but didn't know it at the at the time. And it was with two different people. It was scriptural based. They had a, a wonderful program. We went through it, and we were like, okay, we want more. Mm-hmm. And so um, someone had mentioned to us at Sacred Heart Freedom. Mm-hmm. So Elle like kind of found out all about it, and. Uh, Okay, or you can sign up with me. And I was like, yes. You know, we had just finished teaming Wait, I think that's when y'all met with me that day. And we were talking about small group things. Y'all, y'all met with me to ask all the questions. Yes. And I was like, here's what Alpha's about. Now, freedom, I think it's better for y'all just to experience it yourself. Like, it's hard for me to fully, I can tell you what the purpose is. But, like, it's registration right now. Y'all should just join. Yes. And y'all were like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is right. And Elle went through the program. Yeah, that is you so were like, right. I, I really want to. I just feel like I have too much on my plate. I'm going to try. Like, you weren't sure. But then Elle ended up saying, yeah, she can't do it this round. But she's going to do it. And then how perfect that Elle's like, I want to lead a group. Yes. So you got to be in her group. And then I got to. Yes, thank you for bringing that back. I was like, how did that really happen? Okay, and so once I got into the small group, I was so intrigued. And it was like, you know, a year or so before then that you were like, I can't really tell you what it's like. You just have to experience it. And so it brought, it, it brought up this, like, intrigue. Okay, like, what, what am I going to discover? Mm-hmm. What am I going to find? Like, freedom is this bold, big word that we're all constantly striving for and searching mm-hmm. for. So what's so special about this program that I'm going to find this amazing thing, freedom. And so as I journeyed through the program with Elle being my leader, it was, it was so full circle, just again, how, you know, God uses other people's yes to then begin to lead you and build the courage for you to say yes to things. And so mm-hmm. as I jumped in on that journey, I thought that in my first inner healing course, I thought, oh, I had done all the work. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I've I, you know, kind of healed all those wounds or I'm aware, mm-hmm. you know, of, of the things that have happened. But in this particular 
freedom experience, I just felt on a whole new level my identity in Christ, my my worth, and I felt more conviction in knowing where the enemy keeps me captive. And no matter how many times I'm like, oh, I see you, I don't believe that lie. It because it was so wounded so deep mm-hmm. and deep rooted, I had never really gotten down to the base level of what the what the real wounding was. Mm-hmm. But it's it just was so eye opening on how little the enemy has to work to keep us captive. And how in some ways, I mean, you have to do the work. You have to pray on it. You have to bring it to God. You have to renounce those things. You have to turn away and choose different paths. And then they get integrated. And then eventually you become more able to do it without so much pressure or so much uh, grit, I guess I would say. But I guess I never really knew how easy it was in some sense to be like, okay, God, you say this about me. This is the truth biblically. Mm-hmm. I am not those things, and shame and guilt and worry and fear. All of those things keep me captive, mm-hmm. and the enemy just has to say one word, and I'm held captive. But all I have to do is give you one word, and it's mm-hmm. you're my Lord, like I am yours. Like basically, I guess my one word would be like identity. Like mm-hmm. my identity is now found in Christ. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more. But again, I'm going right. to leave the intrigue. <laughs> I mean, inner healing, yeah, it's a beast. I mean, we're that, and we're so, we're big about all things healing at yes. Sacred Heart. I mean, with freedom, and then now the healing conferences we'll talk I'm about. so excited. <laughs> because it's just, we live in a broken world, and we're all broken, and we all need healing, and we all have wounds, even though maybe nothing ever like traumatic has happened to us that we're aware of. You know, people always say, you know, I had a really normal like childhood. I have a great life. I have a great husband. I have good friends. Like I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great. But there's something. Yeah. There's something. And, and if you ask the Lord to reveal it to you, he will. Mm-hmm. And you will then realize like that your relationship with him is not as intimate as it can be. Because that's where the enemy, that's the other lie that the enemy feeds you is that you're good. You are good. Right. Right where you are. Like, mm-hmm. it's all good. You believe, even if you just believe in God, like, he's just like, well, that's, that's good enough. That's comfort. good. Yeah. Comfort in mediocrity. Like, you don't need to dig. Like, why, why do you want to dig? You, you feel great. You feel yeah. fine. But really, if you, if you ask the Lord to reveal to you the wounds, everybody's got them. Mm-hmm. And that is the only way you're going to grow in true intimacy with him and relationship with him. And others yeah because we all have a story no matter what it is that he wants us to use to glorify him and to bring people back to him so lots of so freedom is just you know uncovering those things that keep us from Jesus that's what I tell people just so we can live more freedom yes I love that and then the other part that I just really loved about freedom was at the end so you go through the book study and you have a small group and it's real intimate but at the end, there's like this big old bow oh, just wrapped oh, up gosh, yes. so nicely. Mm-hmm. And then you just walk away feeling like, okay, I'm not ready to take on the world. I'm equipped and ready. And even though wounding and hurts and trauma 
might continue to happen throughout yeah. our life, I feel like I have tools now to to bring that to prayer and to to know what to do when those things come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's an ongoing, you know, journey. It's not like you go through freedom and, and you expose your wounds and you're good <laughs> and you check that box. Like it's a lifelong journey. Like healing, inner healing is a lifelong, lifelong journey. Yeah. I love that. The more you do it, the, the better, the better you are. Yeah. And I do love how you said that it's what's holding us back from our most intimate relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Cause like in prayer, uh, in times of adoration, all of those things I feel like was like a brick wall mm-hmm. was blocking off my mm-hmm. heart. And as you know, I started to rip off those band-aids or start to ask for him to unveil those things to me and work through those things, I just felt like our relationship, our dialogue, just like the things that, you know, how I would pray and the level of trust and complete abandonment mm-hmm. that I could have with him. It was this whole new experience. Like freedom was definitely life-changing. I loved it. So totally recommend it. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's been like a huge blessing that, you know, there's a room don't feel worthy of, but a huge blessing for me to um, just stand in the sidelines and just be a witness to so many people. Yeah. Just experiencing that freedom and just seeing it change, how it changes their lives, their marriages, their families. It just has a ripple effect. And, you know, I, I just, yeah, it's just beautiful, the feedback after every retreat. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the day of equipping and... Healing the whole person. Yes, healing the whole person. I am so excited. I signed up and I just can't wait to hear all about it. But yeah, tell us more. Yeah, so I learned about this retreat, Healing the Whole Person. Had never heard about it before. Learned about it um, earlier this year when I was told, hey, it's coming to our parish and you're going to help put it on and here's what it's about. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, we're healing. (laughs) You know? So Dr. Bob Schutz, who is amazing, he's written many books. And then, of course, Sister Miriam, like, who doesn't love Sister Miriam? So didn't really know a whole lot about it, other than that it was an inner heal- another inner healing type retreat, and they were both involved. But then we got to go in April to Milwaukee to experience the last one. So they do it, like, wow. only four times a year throughout the United States. And so really got to experience it, and I... I guess, again, it's kind of like freedom. It's it's really hard to explain without experiencing it. But again, almost like a little even deeper than freedom, like really meditating and asking Jesus to reveal to you that specific moment that that wound happened and like the root cause of like why you do what you do. And so, yeah, very, very similar to freedom, you know, um, Praying with others also, and, and we, you know, we do that in freedom too. Just the power of like God's anointed us all with the Holy Spirit. You know, you don't have to be, have like a, a special gift or have a degree in theology or, you know, have special training. Like you, you can pray with people. You, you can call upon the Holy Spirit. It could be a simple prayer. Just, you know, just the power of, yeah, just, just praying with others. Um, the healing power, not only mentally, but physically, like yeah. physical healing. That was something I was, you know, really surprised by. Like, I was like, wait, people are going to be physically healed? Really? Like, that kind of thing going? Like, I thought we were talking about inner healing. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, like, like, why not? Like, it may or may not happen, but it has happened before. Right. And, like, people ask for it. And why Why wouldn't it? And, you know, that's something I thought about. I'm like, well, that's just something we read about it in the Bible. Right. But we just think that's something that happened, happened in the past. Like, during that time. 
But it's the same Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Isn't that so silly? Like, it's such a... Ever-present. He's living. It's yes. Like, like, if we call upon the Holy Spirit and ask for healing, that can happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, be fearless and ask for it because what do we have to lose, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, just all things healing, even yeah. physical. So, yeah, um, day of equipping. So, healing the whole person, that's a three three-day retreat. It's a Thursday night, a Friday night, and a Saturday all day. Unfortunately, we did sell out. Oh, wow. Um, so <laughs> I my ticket early. Yeah, we did sell out for the in-person tickets, but the virtual tickets are still available. Um, those are unlimited, so you can still go on the, the website, use the same registration link, and get a virtual ticket. Nice. So you um, can see the whole entire... The whole entire thing, you know, from the comfort of your home. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So that's still available. And then day of equipping, which is Friday during the day, those tickets are still available. That day is with Dr. Bob's brother, Bart Sheets. Okay. He kind of runs that whole day. He is full of life. He's fun. And he really gives you the tools to equip you. Like you were just talking, like you left the Freedom Retreat feeling like you better equipped yeah to deal with um those things and so he just that's what he focuses on is like the tools to equip you to better deal with you know suffering and just all the the hard things of life and then there's lots of praying to the power of praying with others he's very passionate about that and he kind of teaches you and walks you through that well, i love that yeah yeah so that was, that was one of our favorite days honestly when we went the day of equipping was probably the group's majority of the group's favorite day so Strongly encourage everybody to get that ticket because they are still available. Um, my, one of my favorite parts, which I think that you said about the Freedom Retreat, is playing with others. I think that before I felt like Scary. whenever I was alone, I could you know have open dialogue or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then in front of people, for some reason, I felt like this need to be this beautiful, well thought out, mm-hmm. eloquent prayer that was I don't know, almost like poetry or something. Like I just felt like it had to be so beautiful and um I think that's just the perfectionist in us like that's definitely definitely. I had the same feelings and that's also you know the the wound of like um unworthiness or right but whenever I just saw so boldly just praying with other people and how unfiltered how beautiful and it didn't they're so vulnerable yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it just came from the soul Oh, yeah. And um, so it just gave me a whole new life on, like, praying by myself may have been closer to, like, what that, that experience was, but that that's okay in front of other people, too. And that's yeah. why, that's how we should pray. You know, like, we should not have to, to dress it up. We should just be able to meet the other person authentically where they are and pray for their needs. So the other thing I did want to touch on is I would like to invite people uh, who do pray for healing, whether it's physical, mental, any kind, any kind of healing, that you're okay with the answer of, I think Father Poirier said this really well, God will always give you the answer of yes, yes, not right now, or no. That's right. And to be okay with the no or the waiting, that I, I went to a healing mass before, one touch from you one touch, one yes could like completely change my whole entire world. Like I am begging you, like mm-hmm. all in all your goodness, please heal me. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, you know, this complete one eighty, right. this miraculous healing. And not everyone receives that, but some people actually do. Yeah. But to be okay with 
the the no if mm-hmm. it is a no, and to not lose faith or uh, belief in God's goodness. God's goodness is always there, and He meets us most deeply in our suffering. So to not be discouraged by that. that that's mm-hmm. something that I feel, I don't know, that just came up personally yeah. through my own experience. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that um, I think I wrote it down. That was something I wanted, that was on my heart to share today. Like just how I've learned something that God's really shown me in this past year is like he's in the waiting. Yes. Like it's in his timing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not our timing. Like I'm a box checker. Like, they always <laughs> joke with me at work, like, oh, Heather's, right Heather's trying to check that box. Like, I can see it, you know? <laughs> and, like, it can be a good thing, you know? Yeah. But I think he's trying to show me, like, it's all in my time. Right. You don't need to rush it. Right. Like, just trust it. And also, that suffering, you know, all this inner healing, like, a lot of suffering, it's wounds, it's, it's tough stuff. But, like, it's only through suffering that we grow closer to him. Like, that's, it, it's a gift. It you know, really and that's is. such a hard, hard concept to embrace and to fully understand. Because I know we can think of some things that, like, I don't want to go through that. Right. Like, I'm close enough to you. Like, I <laughs> promise. Like, don't make me, you know, right. like, I'm good with this little bit of suffering. <laughs> like, you know, like, the world. like, you hear other people's stories and you're like, poof, don't want to do that suffering. No. But I do want to be in close, in the most intimate relationship I can be with you, but without that. But, like, it's just not well and then you how? think of Jesus's journey right. down Calvary mm-hmm. it's like he endured the ultimate suffering right. um and in the garden mm-hmm. I, I struggle with anxiety so I always go back to his time in the garden uh praying mm-hmm. right before and how his God or whatever uh, if you will it not to be done what be done I'm not going to get those words exactly right but whatever your will is Lord like let that or I give you my yes, whatever. So I really think about that in times of anxiety and how, you know, God's provision is there at all times, especially in the suffering. And Jesus really connects with us in our suffering because he endured it all. Gosh, we have so much more like I know. I mean, that's another thing. Like, I mean, you know, most type A people, like, anxiety is big for me too. And so that's something else that, like, has been, he truly is the divine physician when we allow him to be, like that is something, there's no way I could do what I do if I would not give him, cast all your anxieties on me. Yeah. It's not like an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, okay, I cast them all yesterday to him, so today I'm like just carefree. Like it's, <laughs> it's like a process. Wouldn't we like it to right. be that way? we would. That would be a good box to check. But, <laughs> but like it's, it's like a slow process that we aren't even aware of. You kind of like you're feeling like, oh yeah, like I'm, like, we still have anxiety. We still have our moments. We yeah. live in a broken world. It's life. But it's it's almost like you don't fully, like, realize it. Like, it's the people around you who mm-hmm. know you the best that are like, man, notice it lately. Like, you seem a little, like, normally this kind of stuff would, like, really send you off the edge. Like, you know, like. <laughs> um, we are the same person. Yeah, but, like, you're really, like, yeah, you're a little stressed, but, like, you're really handling this well. And then you're like, yes, like, thanks be to God. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Like so, it's like this unintentional. Like you're praying for it, but you're not really like See, sure right. if it's happening. But you just keep praying for it, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's definitely shown me that through this job in life. It was so funny the other day. So I'm not, like, I'm also like a clean freak. I probably should have put that in some things <laughs> about favorite. me. Again, not something I'm super proud of. 
but organization and you know cleaning which when you have young kids that can really like rock your your joints yeah you know which is not worth it it's not worth it and so we had like a a big get together at our house the other week you know tons of kids you know they've outnumbered (laughs) us at this point and like one of my friends is like "Are, are you okay like this is not like totally like stressing you out and I'm like honestly no like it's all gonna get picked up and for that, eventually, eventually, no, it's not. And so, like, again, I love that because I didn't even recognize that growth. Mm-hmm. And, like, it gives me an opportunity to, again, thank him mm-hmm. for for that gift, you know, mm-hmm. and reminds me to continue to give that to him. Like, it's not like a one-time, like, I want you to help me with my anxiety. It's like a daily thing of, mm-hmm. like, take my anxiety, fill me, you know, fill me with your peace and help me to find my joy. You know, yeah. and not not allow my joy to be stolen by things that are out of our control. Out of our control. And not I love that. When you said anxiety, I was like, I'm going to say that. Because that's something he's definitely gifted me, like, over the past year. Not to say I'm anxiety-free. Right. But, like, I've had growth in that area for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that this past year was probably the first time that I started to view anxiety as gift instead of a curse and I know that seems wow. seems uh I don't know because it allows you it reminds you to lean on him right because I'm a perfectionist I like mm-hmm. to be in control and whenever I white knuckle it and you know, try to control everything it's like no matter what I'm still not going to get it right and I'm still just ruminating in anxiety but now that I've learned to start to hand it over to him and be like okay this mm-hmm. like I can't do anything this is for you to to lead or this is for you to solve or this Mm -hmm. is for you to reveal what the next best step is, whatever the situation that's causing anxiety. But just by like handing it over, it keeps me in constant need of him and it makes me remember how small I am and what a big God we serve and how powerful he is and how thankful I am that Mm -hmm. for everything that Mm-hmm. So that might be a stretch to say that no, I love that. anxiety I'm is really... a blessing, but although it, it hurts and it's hard and it's tough and it does not make life fun or easy, it definitely is one of the main reasons that brought me to my knees and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so. that's what brings you back to him. Back yeah. When you take a little detour back to self-reliance. Yes. <laughs> He's like, come on back. <laughs> um, and man, doesn't he always show up? Like, yes. that's another thing I love to witness. Like, the more we ask of him, the more we get to see him work. Mm-hmm. And then we grow in trust in him. Because we're like, okay, so I can't. I mean, how hard is trust? Especially as control type A people, like, how hard is it to fully trust? Like To okay. sit back and let him take care like, of us. You know, they always talk about, like, the, um, you know, God should be, like, Jesus should be driving the car. Like, you in the passenger seat. And I'm, like, in the passenger seat with my hand on the steering wheel. And I'm like, let me help you. Yeah. I'm like, no. Wait, let's turn on the blinker. Not that way. Or, like, hey, I'm going to give you all these things. But, like, this little thing right here, yeah, that's way too much to trust you with. Like, that right there. I'm going to handle that one. Um, yeah. And he's just has got a great sense of humor of, like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> my plans are so much better. So I'm always, you know, like, go and let God. And, yes. And I also love, like, being so aware now of constantly like being in communication with him. So everything is a discernment and how important that is and how easily you can tell 
if it's not of his will mm-hmm. and how easily you can tell when it is. Right. Because it's like the same kind of effort, but like when it uh, is of his will, it's like, yeah, he, he requires us to work with him and show up and you have to put forth effort. Yes. But it's like easy effort, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, it's just effortlessly, fit. like everything just falls into place. The people show up. Like, right. like you're just like, wow. Like after it's all done, you just kind of step back and you're just like, I just like worked out beautifully. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people call that coincidences, but I don't believe in coincidences. No. I believe that's where we see God at work. And and so, whereas you're trying to do something else and you just keep hitting brick wall, brick wall, brick wall. Well, the old me would have probably just been just kept fighting and wearing myself out and white knuckling it, like you said. Yeah. But now I know. Okay, stop. Like he doesn't want this right now, or maybe ever. Like this is I'm not walking in his will. Right. Because if so, he would move the mountains. He right. would make it happen. He would give me the tools, the gifts, the people, the finances, the whatever it is yes. to make this happen. So cool. Thanks. Thanks for the easy, you know, green light, red light. Like, so, so much freedom in that. So much freedom. Like, there's no confusion. Like, well, this isn't working out. I'm not serious. It's probably because <laughs> he doesn't want it to happen, you know? And it takes us so long. Like, I, I think of... You know, had I had those, like, secrets, like, right. I, I think that they're secrets. I mean, nobody gave them to me. And I went to Catholic schooling. I, I think it was maybe me not receiving everything mm-hmm. fully on my own choice or being distant or, I don't know, just not fully engaged. Well, your heart just what I wasn't just ready. ready, which most young people, their yeah. hearts aren't fully ready. You know, it's yeah. like the seed planted on fertile soil or rocky soil. You know, it's just not going to Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think of, like, had I known all these mm-hmm. things or, yes. like, had my confidence in him, you know, where would I be today? And I'm so thankful of my journey and what I've learned thus far. And I'm so beyond thankful and feel blessed. And I know that you feel the same mm-hmm. way. And being able to step into ministry, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm an accountant. Like, <laughs> like, I'm a hygienist. <laughs> Like, how comical, right? Like, it we've is. been into, like, thinking, okay, we're going to pick a secure job, and we're going to do this, and we're going to have kids by this age, yep. and check in all the boxes, and God just picked us up and planted us into something that maybe we didn't even feel equipped to do, and we're learning along the way, and we're just, you know, just a yes. I guess that would be the one thing that I would want to say to anyone and everyone. Like, anyone can serve. Anyone can serve with that. Doors will open. All you have to do is say yes. Mm-hmm. So I love to use Mary's fiat as example or Jesus in the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, even when it's hard to say, okay, whatever your will is right now, if your plans are higher than mine, you want for my good, yes. Mm-hmm. And he will come through. And it may be a period of waiting, but the mm-hmm. more times that you say yes, I mean, the more doors you see, and the more clear, clearly you definitely see when it doors close. And it's just that confidence. Mm-hmm. He just builds this confidence in you where you can't even imagine living by the way. It's true. I, I definitely am just like in this, lately just feeling this like overwhelming gratitude. Like, and a lot is, is, is like you said, being in ministry. Like, I just wake up every day and I'm like, I can't believe that I get to do this. Isn't it so special? It's so special. And and I'm still working on feeling worthy of mm-hmm. it and equipped. But 
I know he he's going to equip me and just like he has. Like, yes. it's only been a year and I can see, you know, the growth. Um, and so, but it's funny because, so this job, I have my prayer journals still for like month, probably a year before. So right after COVID, you know, all that craziness, uh, went through a season of realizing like, I'm just not in the job, but yet, you know, I need a, provide for my family and this like where like god where do you want me like i know you want me to be a mother i know that's my vocation or you want me to be a wife but like i also know that there's something else you want of me like but if this is all you want for me right now then show me that and and if cleaning tea is where you want me then show me that and show me why please show me why (laughs) i always say that like and if that's where you want me then please show me why and how like just not bringing joy. And so I would even get as specific as just writing, like, if it's in your will, like, I don't even know what this is, but I would just love a job that would just fill my cup, help others, allow me to still be a mom, have flexible out. Like, it was like this dream, like, made up thing. Right. Like, I don't even know what it is. Like, I can't even go apply for it because it doesn't even exist. Like, right. so whatever this is, like, and just randomly in March, I get like a text. From Christy Sadwell, who, I mean, I knew her. I knew yeah. who she was. My kids went to St. Cecilia. We went to Sacred Heart. You know, she works for both. Didn't really know her on, like, a personal level that much. Yeah. And she's like, hey, do you want to have lunch? And I thought, sure. But really, I thought, maybe she wants to, like, be close to friends. Looking back, it's so funny. Um, and so I was just like, that's so random. Okay. So we go have lunch. And she's just like, you know, Father White just left. We're, we're really, we're trying to create this role. And I just think you would be great. And wow. I was like, wait, is this a dream? Is this like, I mean, I really feel like I hit the lotto that day. Yeah. Like the job lotto. Like <laughs> I still was just like, oh my gosh, I should have to think about it. I'm like, I mean, no. I can, but no, like I've never had like such an overwhelming. Overwhelming, yes. yes. Like there's just really, I can't imagine even having to think about it. I mean, so yeah, I just was like, wow, he literally heard my prayers and created them. Yes, like oh, and you, how special. I mean, yeah. So I um definitely give him all the glory and yeah. It so if you ask and you sit with him in that waiting, because it was a while. Yeah. I mean, it felt like a while. Yeah. And I even remember one of my friends one time saying, I just feel like we're running to every door you see. Mm-hmm. that looks somewhat appeasable <laughs> and opening it yeah. and then it's just slamming right back in you know like right. like you're just so like I was desperate right. like I wanted out mm-hmm. and he wasn't showing me why I was where I was at and so I'm like then I want out you know and you don't want to check the box and she's like I think you need to really try to sit and let him bring the door to you like stop chasing the doors the dream yeah. so that was some really good advice because it felt I was just like okay I'm I'm not done. Like, I'm going to keep praying for it, but I'm going to try to just sit yeah. and, and wait for you. And right. so you really do find him really And just knowing, like, from that very first prayer, he was lining things up. Mm-hmm. In were, his time. In his time. But knowing, the, like, him all knowing, just knowing, like, when transitions would be made, when that need would be, and, like, speaking the Holy Spirit to the people who thought to create that. That role. I mean, just all, all the dynamics. Yeah, and all the people who had to say yes and listen to the Spirit. Yeah. 
And then really when I traced it, because I even asked him like after I, you know, was hired and I'm just like, why me? Like, I'm so excited. Like, yeah. why me? And they're like, well, like, you know, you were just so, um, you know, bold in like, we need to have like small groups at Sacred Heart and Mother's Ministry and Walking with Purpose. Like that really spoke volumes. Like you obviously have a passion for community. You see the importance of Bible studies and small groups. And, and so to trace back, like, if I would have never sent that email, which sat in my draft box <laughs> for a very long time. And I remember having the conversation with my husband, just like you said, like, I just don't want them to think I'm crazy. Like, right. like a crazy lady trying to take over <laughs> the church, you know? Like, I, I don't I don't want them to think that. Yeah. And he's just like, just send it, Heather. Like, yeah. they probably, they may not respond, but whatever. Like, just right. send it, you know? If I would have never done that, I would not. Probably be here where I am today because that's what that's what got me here, you know. So it's just those little nudges, like you've got to listen to it, yeah, because he's he's helping you for something. Definitely, Mm -hmm. I feel overwhelmed to go home and just write some personal thank you cards to now that we've like you know gone down this whole path and seeing how our journeys aligned and just like tracing it back to the people that gave us the invitation. So. Not only is it, you know, you praying for the things, but then also on the other end, like the people who are bold to ask for the things that they see or desire or want, God sees that and rewards that. And then also being a person of invitation, speaking life over people. I mean, I think that those things right there just help us to walk out in discipleship in everyday life. There's always an opportunity. And to not get discouraged when when your invitation or whatever you say, you don't see fruit from it. Right. Like it's a seed. It's a seed. And you may not ever see the fruit of it, but there could be fruit that comes way later. Yeah. That you don't even ever know. Yeah. So yeah, just meeting people where they are. That's something I'm still working on and just seeing how important that is. Like people appreciate that. And vulnerability is Yes. We we just we so we get so caught up in like what people gonna think? Mm-hmm. What are people gonna say? You know, like what are they gonna think? If you Hey, can I pray with you? Right. I mean, they're gonna think you're crazy, well but they're also gonna think like wow. That was powerful. That was powerful. Like she's you know, she's bold. Wow. Yeah. Like they're gonna think about it. You yeah. know, it's gonna resonate with them. So yeah, just to you know those promptings, any little promptings. Any little prompting. You're not crazy. Don't live in fear. Fear is not of God, you know. So much fear when I started this journey. So much fear. And I'm just like, fear is not of them. This is not of them. Right. It's not. Um, so, yeah, just that reminder. Any fear is not of them. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to jump into my favorite part. Oh, questions. Yeah, altered by by faith top seven. Okay, here we go. What was the one moment you knew your life was altered by faith? Could be a life experience, a time, a season. When did you really feel a shift in your life from God where you knew you were forever changed and altered by faith? So that'll be quick and easy. I think I've kind of already like gone through that. Definitely for me, it was a season starting with the Bible study and then from there just wanting more and more and more. And then just here now, I mean, I look and like my whole family, and that's been a slow process too. Mm-hmm. We, we 
worship as a family. We live out our faith as a family, which is such a gift. That's not something I could have done on my own. I could not force that. I tried sometimes in the beginning. Me too. You know, like when you first that fire, that encounter, and that first, that fire first set ablaze. You know, you are just like on a high, <laughs> and you're just like you haven't in, have not encountered it. You have not encountered it. You need to encounter, and and it just doesn't work that way. No. I mean, you want to share your experience, right? But you can't force it. You so can't me and make my it husband, you know, like that's something that I so deeply desire, and you're you're. Showing a witness that 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 can happen, and I can continue own, yeah. to pray for that. But at first, I was like, "You need to sign up for Acts. You need to try this, right? Oh, your friends go and sign up for Acts. You know, it was like this constant thing. And then Lance, uh, my life coach, had kind of brought me back down to life. He was like, "Okay, so go to the Bible and <laughs> what is love?" Right? And I was like, "Okay, one Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, or whatever." And I started saying, "I was like." You know, the one that they say at the weddings all the time. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, and he said, go back. What's the first one? Period. Love is patient. Oh, okay. God can put that first for a reason, you know. So that just, like, really brought me down to perspective that I'm sure God was waiting for me for a long time. Mm-hmm. So giving my husband the room, not that he isn't. Follower, he goes to church. He does, yeah. you know, he, so he is a faithful man, but he's just not, I would say, active in the community. And so, like, because I am, and I see what community yeah. is, I'm like, I want more. Like, I, I want you to experience. Yeah, I love more. you so much that I want you to experience right. the most there is to experience. Right. I know. So love um, is patient. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, what is your favorite form of prayer? So I would say traditional. I really just love like having an open conversation with God, like just as a friend, whether that's in my head, yeah. I'm, you know, in adoration or um, around other people and, or really just like out loud in the car when I'm by myself or yeah. out loud in the shower, just, yeah. you know, talking and then in the silence, which I need to work on mm-hmm. sitting in that silence. But yeah, so just traditional, I would say for sure. Where do you feel closest to God? Some people say in nature, some people say in adoration, but I know that everyone has a unique mm-hmm. experience or sometimes like a special place. Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is definitely adoration. I, I crave it if I haven't been in a while. You know, like I'm, I need that. And, and instantly when I'm there, it's just, I, I instantly feel closest to Him. But also, there's something about like holding my kids, like, being really close, like just snuggling with them, yeah. loving on them. Like I, I don't, I always get these feelings of like, God, you are so good. What a, an amazing, beautiful blessing, you know? And so that just automatically brings me, I feel close to him just as I feel close to my kids. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think with our kids, it's like this overwhelming abundance of love that we have for them, even whenever they're rascals or whatever, you know, it's like, it's still like this no matter what they do, you have like this yes. infinite and, amount of love. Right. And to think God loves us more than that. Yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable. I love that you made that connection. Going back to what we were talking about, about your husband and what I've learned too, the saying, which is more pertains to kids, but I feel like it pertains to all people. Yeah. Um, more is caught than taught. And so just by you 
in this season of doing all these things and being such a beautiful example of what it is to live out your faith, mm-hmm. like even though maybe no, nothing's being said a whole lot, it's they're watching. Okay. Like your husband, your kids, your friends, like you, you never know the people that you are influencing just by our actions. Right. So that's something that I had to learn too, even with my kids. Like, you know, we put all this pressure on ourselves to like, teach them how to pray. And that is still important, but you have to remember, I feel like the most effective things that I've seen them pick up on and learn is watching me do it. Right. So yeah, that's beautiful. I like that little saying, more is caught than taught. Name one person in the Bible that you feel completely connected to. And what do you love about them or their story? Okay. So really easy. Um, Definitely Peter. Peter. I mean, what a beautiful example of God calling an ordinary person. Yes. Like, no thea- theology degree. <laughs> didn't go to a private Catholic school. Right. Like, I can relate to him and his, like, humanity that he called him. And he called him to do a really big, great, bold thing. I mean, he was the rock upon whom he built the church. Like, it's just amazing. Like, he will, he equipped him. Right. He said yes, just like you said with Mary's yes. Like, he said yes, and he did the rest. Like, so I definitely relate to Peter of just that feeling of, like, really, Lord? Like, me? Okay. <laughs> it's super fun. I'm excited. I love it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Wow. What he can do with, with anything. Yeah. I love that he most times, most oftentimes, chooses the lowly or people that go equipped or people that are just normal, everyday people doing their, their jobs. You know how, like you said, you yeah. were a dental hygienist <laughs> and I'm an accountant. And it's just like, wow, you love me that much that even in my mediocrity, mm-hmm. you came and you lifted me up. Well, hopefully I think we can be an example yeah. to those who have those stirrings and that desire but are not acting on it because they are feeling like, Am I capable? Yeah. Um, he's trying to show them like what why look at Peter. Peter, I love that. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Catholic book? Okay, so I couldn't pick just one. I had to. Um, okay. I love so it. So the first one is Getting Past Perfect by Kate Wicker. Is that is that the one that has the waves on the cover? No, it has like a um a pan with like burnt cookies on it. Okay, even better. Yeah, it um it was one of the first. I don't know about the first, but it was one of the books that Mother's Ministry did a book study on. Awesome. And even though I never like joined into any of those book studies, I would always see the book they were reading, mm-hmm. and if it interests me, I would get it and, and read it, or maybe get halfway through it because I'm <laughs> right. one of those I have bookmarks like never made it to the end. But this one was. Uh, just spoke to me. It was funny. It's it's not that long. And it's exactly like getting past perfect. Like yeah. she's a mom, she's a wife, and just like what people think. It's like just right? live for the glory of God. Like give him all, you know, it, it's just um it was really it was a great reminder that like he does not call us to be perfect. But then I couldn't leave out the walking with purpose book. Like okay. the seven priorities that make life work. Like, okay. I've not read that one surprisingly. Oh my gosh. It's like a it's like the original. Yes. It's like the only like book she, I think, wrote that's not a Bible study. Right. I feel like it's like a, um, it's like the manual, like the woman's, the, the woman's manual of like how to get through this world as a Catholic woman. Yeah. It's like one of those that you're going to like, I always like reference back, like, and you can read a certain chapter, like whichever priority you're not making a priority, <laughs> you can freshen up your skills on that one. I love um, that. Good back to a book. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to have to go pick that up. Yeah, so I I just couldn't pick because they're so different. If you could meet one Catholic artist, speaker, or musician, who would it be? So kind of just going with the last question, Lisa Brinkmeyer, which I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce her. Yeah, I think think that's Um, it. So she, I mean, gosh, like amazing, amazing. And like such a huge part of my story. I mean, walking with purpose was the first Bible study I ever did. It changed my life. It changed my faith. I continue all her Bible studies. They just really, they speak to me. She's phenomenal. She's an amazing speaker. Yeah. I would love to. We should so collab and reach out to her and do something for the mother's ministry or like the women's ministry at both of our parishes. That would be cool. A Catholic Diocese of Lafayette Women's Conference. I mean, I'm sure we could get someone big like Lisa Brinkmeyer, right? If we put all the all the women together, right? I think. Okay, let's work on that. Ashley had mentioned a while back she had like reached out to her since because all they do is walking with purpose. I mean, Mm -hmm. they are all in with walking with purpose. So, yeah. Okay, I'm in. (laughs) Okay, so we have a new mission. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Share one thing with others that has helped you with your spiritual and personal growth journey. I couldn't just pick one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Totally fine. I love Um, it. Okay. So the first thing was praying in your season. So Mm. as I've grown in faith, prayer is so important. But in the busyness of life, it's hard sometimes to make it a priority. And so I, you know, being a perfectionist and I just was making like it this this thing that was like have to do it I have to wake up early I have to have a bible study I have to journal like it was just and finally someone was like you know or I have to have an adoration hour a holy hour and like right. all these things and it's like those are all good things but like you're in the season of like motherhood and mm-hmm. being a wife and your role in ministry like you're in a very busy season like your prayer is going to look very different than when you're like retired, empty nester all the time in the world that you can just sit for an hour and pray with a cup of coffee with zero interruptions and then go to your holy hour that afternoon (laughs) and then go to daily mass and like, you know, like that's just a different season and that's beautiful. But Uh like God doesn't, he meets us where we're at just like he wants us to meet people where they're at. And so my prayer is like listening to a podcast while I'm folding laundry and then like yeah. stopping and like reflecting. praying and reflecting and like thanking God or, or just, you know, have some praise and worship music going yes, in the kitchen while I'm doing like, I, that's how I praise him. Like, so music doesn't necessarily like speak to me. Mm-hmm. It's just my form of like praising him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I just feel overwhelmed by his love and gratitude. I love to sing. I love jamming to Caleb with my kids in the me car. Too. So I just feel, you know, being a good mom, being a present mom, like, like make, like living that vocation fully, like that is a form of prayer to God. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't have to be like a rosary or a recited, like it's going to look different. Right. Um, and so I found a lot of freedom in that. And yes. I felt like I've grown closer to him through that form of prayer, whatever it is, you know, yeah. like talking out loud in the shower, you know, like when you have yeah. fun by <laughs> yourself, <laughs> but it's like, are you on the phone in the shower? <laughs> and I was like, nope, talking to Jesus. <laughs> you know? like, so, I love it. So, um, yeah, I found a lot of freedom in that. So I put meet people where they are. I've said that already. Okay, so something that actually Christy, my, my leader, in life, but especially in ministry, we can sometimes get this mindset of like we're working for God, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's motivating because like, man, I'm not working for, you know, the CEO of, you know, I'm, I'm working for God. Like, how cool. But we're actually not. We're working with Him. And that's mm-hmm. very different. 
Yeah. That's a very different mindset because I was thinking, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to blame you. Right. No, I'm not going to miss you. Like, you're right here with me. Yeah. Because, I mean, I definitely could not have done half the things I've done without him. Right. So I'm definitely not working for him. He's working with me. And so just keeping that at the forefront of my mind when I'm feeling like weary or feeling like there's no way I can do this or this task is too big. Fine. I'm working with you. And you can do all things. Mm -hmm. So I love that because ministry can sometimes like we plan all these events, we book a speaker, Mm -hmm. we line everything up and we want the attendance and you want everything to go well and you just want the experience to be there because that's what you know, all of that is about is about cultivating and forming an experience and building community. Mm-hmm. But when you think you're like working for God, okay, especially for a type A perfection, I want it to be it's gotta be top notch and mm-hmm. it's gotta be everything in my strength and in my power mm-hmm. to be the most big, beautiful bold thing. And it might not be like someone could probably do it better than me, like party planner, whatever. Exactly. But just like that weight coming off of mm-hmm. the shoulders, just knowing that it's with him and that he He's is in control. in control and mm-hmm. in the background, just making all things happen. That's such a relief. It really and, is. And really allows us to serve even better. You mm-hmm. know, we're able to show up better. Like I'm able to be more present. Like I'm not running around like a crazy person. <laughs> like a chick- I mean, like I'm just like, okay, yeah, like God's this got this. It. Like, okay. There I am. Like I'm just a facilitator, you know, kind of like yes. the leader, like just the facilitator, and he's he's gonna show up and do the rest. Like, yeah, I don't need to worry. So yeah, I just put like, and all those things are like so simple, mm-hmm. but so profound. You know, it's in the simple things that if we just focus on that, like pretty high tension. Yeah, day after day, it just multiplies and amplifies mm-hmm. and grows our relationship. I feel like I could talk with you all day. Me too. We're gonna have to do dinner nights or something. Uh, it's been Absolutely. too long since the last time we spoke, but I so enjoyed speaking with you. You're so, such full of wisdom in the sense that we both um, we have this unique experience of stepping out of you know an ordinary lifestyle mm-hmm. and giving more yes and like the whirlwind and just like the doors that have opened. I so appreciate, you know, just sharing that with you. I feel like we have a bond that will last forever. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see, you know, what doors will open next. Like, okay. even us just talking on the podcast, like, oh, we're going to invite Lisa Brinkmeyer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm a big dreamer, right? I, I, mean, I don't know. She's she's pretty big up there. So. Yeah, that would be huge. <laughs> that um, would be huge. But just to think, yeah, like uh, a year or a year and a half ago when, like, we met for the first time, if someone would have been like, yeah. In a couple of years, y'all will be sitting in like a tree house recording a podcast. Like we'd probably be like, "Haha, that will never happen." Yeah, how about no? Like you know, like these plans are just so much greater Bigger. and better, and so much more fun than than us. Like yeah. than we could come up with. So yeah, it's exciting. Well, thank you so much for sharing my birthday with me. Yes, I Big 35. Happy, happy birthday. Thank you. So honored to to share your birthday doing this. And I'm so glad you got me the Be Healed book by uh, Bob Bob Shoots. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to read that before the Healing the Whole whole Person conference in the day of equipping. 
I'm going to dive back into the, the healing journey and, mm-hmm. and keep uh, plugging keep away at that. away those layers. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll definitely have you again, and thank you so much. Yes, my pleasure. It was fun. Thank you for joining us on Altered by Faith Podcast. Please subscribe and review. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and join our email list at alteredbyfaith.com. Looking forward to walking out this Altered by Faith journey with each of you. Much love, always. Alicia Gotro.